Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mike Grab Weekly Podcast, uh, episode 37 for uh, the 16th of February 2018. Uh, similar to <laughs> the other week, I'm sorry for posting late, but uh, at least I'm just a day late and I'm not missing a week. However, there's an interesting story behind <laughs> the whole fiasco that I'll quickly get into. Um, before I kind of catch you up on what was a relatively eventful week. So, uh, Friday night, I, well, uh, okay, I'll start it back to how it all started. So, Tuesday early in the week, I noticed these weird spots on my leg. Didn't think anything of it, thought that'd be all good. You know, didn't really, that was about it really. Then Wednesday, I go to Melbourne, it's all good. Oh, leg hurts a bit. That'd be right. Then Thursday, I'm walking around on it, and I'm in a lot of pain. I'm like, this cannot be good. And then, bloody... um, I'm getting my days mixed up, I think. So, yes. Then on... Sorry. (laughs) Then on Thursday night, I actually decide, yeah, this kind of sucks... And my leg looks like shit. I'm going to uh, go to the hospital and see what's happening. And as it turns out, I have uh, contracted a very minor staph infection, which, as a grappler, is very gross to know. I'd rather not have uh, <laughs> had to contract it or anything, but... Uh, that's just like... <laughs> It's something that I'm very... I was always super aware that I might eventually get. And it is quite common for people to get. Not just in the grappling world, but just in general. Because I think it's one in three people or something along those lines carry the strain, like the staff strain, just in them. So what I... Thankfully, the strain of staff that I managed to catch, that I was <laughs> fortunate enough to catch, was what they call uh, staph aureus, which is also known as golden staff. Which, uh, when you say golden staff, it almost makes it sound nice, doesn't it? Like, you know, it's like you fucking bred your Labrador with your staffy and you called him a golden staff, you know? I could deal with that. You know, if my buddy said, hey man, do you want to come over tonight and check out my golden staff? I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. It's going to be just this really big bulky boy with long hair and then yeah it just shows me these nasty nasty spots on his leg gross so um the so i've been on antibiotics the past couple of days and i'm currently running through them at the moment i've just got some vitamin supplements to go along with it too and just it's a bunch of uh other yeah hear that shit Fucking vitamin supplements and fucking antibiotics. A lot of fun. Oh. It's just such... <laughs> it's not... This is not the cynical note that I wanted to open the podcast on. It genuinely isn't. That's probably why I should have recorded it, you know, in time. But I was just so dead the past couple of days. So now I'm feeling significantly better. The leg that is infected, I can walk on properly, which is nice. And 
um, my doctor says that he thinks by the time I go back to work, I will be all good. Which, if I'm improving at the rate that I have been at the moment, I feel like by this time tomorrow, I'll be walking fine. So we'll be all good. So it's nothing major or anything. It's just, it's just a situation that I'd rather have not found myself in. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what did I get up to this week? Um, where did I leave you last week? Last week, um, I talked about that I was going to go... Fuck, what did I do? I think I went out drinking on Friday, if I remember correctly. Um, which was a pretty good time. Local pubs are alright, if that's the right night I'm thinking of. Just these past couple of days have all been a bit of a blur, and because I've, I've been freaking out so much over this, so to actually know that everything's going to be fine is a relief. Uh, and then Sunday, I hung out, uh, met up with a friend, and then her and I hung out, which was a really fun time. Going to hang out again sometime soon, which I'm really hopeful for. Um... Then Monday, Tuesday it worked. And then, yeah, Wednesday, your man flew over to Melbourne. And that's where the fun stories begin. <laughs> Tell you what, it was a shitload of fun for the amount of time I was there. Like, um, So there are a few things that I did and didn't like about Melbourne. But most of the stuff that I did like about it made it quite a fun trip. Like, I first of all, I like the fact that it kind of... Um, that I actually did something completely, you know, more out of my comfort zone in the, in the sense that I went to do something on my own in a different state. You know, like... Not to sound like I'm bragging or anything. It's just, for me, that's quite a big deal to me just because I don't think that's something I would have done a little while ago just because I'd be too fucking worried and insecure about everything. So to actually do that feels really good. feels like a, a bit of evolution, a uh, step in the right direction towards setting up the rest of the year, which is cool. Uh, ticked off something off my whiteboard that's above my computer as well, which is nice. So that's... Uh, just quickly count these off. That's uh, one, two... So it's one down, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got eleven things left to do for the rest of the year, which all of them are relatively, uh, relatively well within the means of me accomplishing, which is nice. I think those are goals you need to be able to set. Whereas, like, because sometimes, like, some of the ones that I wrote down for last year were a bit too vague, and they were just like. And they need to be, obviously, I think that some goals need to be, you know, long-term and that they're not just, when you say something like, be better at something, it's like, well, what defines better? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I could say something like, I don't know, be better at running. It's like, that's all well and good, but then you define that's like, okay, well, what defines better? So then you have to kind of, set like okay rather than just say i'm going to be better at running i'm going to run a 5k or whatever which uh now that i think of it that's probably a good idea for me to do because i do need to run more that cardio needs to get up which i'll um talk about a bit later as to one reason that i do need a bit more cardio 
uh, after I told my little Melbourne trip, I guess. Um, so Melbourne was cool. I got there. Um, the one <laughs> biggest mistake that I made was the fact that I got there a little too early in the sense that I was just walking around with a backpack on for five, six hours and that I was walking around with a staph-infected leg, which hurt to walk on just because one of the spots is on my calf, which has kind of made it really tense up, which is, it's not so bad now, which is nice. But walking on that bad boy for that long, 100% a terrible idea. But now I know not to do it again, which is nice. And I know what it's like to get a staph infection, so I'm not going to get one. Well, um, never say never, but you know, I'm going to be much more vigilant in the sense that I'm going to try to avoid them a lot more. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading off what I wanted to talk about and just having a bit of a bloody hard time. bit tired, so everything is a bit, um, a bit blurry. Lordy. And it's one of these things, like, sometimes, and it's just genuinely because I'm tired, because sometimes I get this way and I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I need glasses. But it's like, man, it's not that. I do need to get checked out because I haven't been checked out for a few years just to double check that everything's all well and good. But... Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just lying to myself. Maybe. Well, I'll find out when I do get myself checked out. So that'll be a a little thing that I'll be able to check back with sometime soon. Uh, okay. So I went to Melbourne to go see a death metal band called Cattle Decapitation. So let's run through my Wednesday. Uh, woke up stupid early. Drove to Adelaide Airport. made the mistake of not taking headphones to listen to a, a podcast or music on the plane, which was silly. And I, and because I couldn't, because I didn't have them to listen to music on the plane, I couldn't listen to music on the uh, shuttle bus to get into the city, which was annoying. You know, these are all very minor complaints, but in height, but that's all little things that now when I, when I go and do it again, I will... Remember that oh this period of time you're not gonna you're gonna be in a state of travel, so you know take some music to listen to, which in the shuttle bus um I don't think was a huge deal not to have music because I could kind of look around and kind of take in the scenery once you were in the more scenic areas that's not just a highway or whatever, um but when you're in a when you're on a plane and you're not by a window or whatever, you kind of can't, there's nothing really to look at. So yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> take headphones next time for that little bit. Uh, so I, we touched down in Melbourne. Well, I touched down in Melbourne, I should say, but you know, the whole plane touches down in Melbourne. Um, get on the shuttle bus, get dropped off in the city. And my hotel, I get to the city, sorry, at about 10.30 or 11 o'clock. And I can't check into my hotel room for about three more hours because the hotel room became available at two. So, hang on a sec. I'm just rethinking everything right now. Yeah, sorry. I got into Melbourne City at about 10, sorry. So, yeah, I'm walking around for a long-ass time just around Melbourne 
which wasn't bad, don't get me wrong, but the only thing that was bad about it was the fact that I had this goddamn backpack on. But for some reason, I ridiculously overpacked because I'm like, oh, it's it's a, it's a whole day and a whole night. And then I've got another day afterwards. I'm going to need all this shit. I didn't. Lordy. But uh, it would have been really nice if I could, if I could have done something really childish and just said to the hotel, like, oh, I know I have to check in later, but can you just hold on to this for me, please? I don't want it to hurt my little delicate back. But, yeah, that's a little thing that I overlooked, but oh well. Then um checked into my hotel. Well, I looked around a lot, sorry, and kind of took in, tried to take in as much of Melbourne as possible. Uh, rode the trams for a bit to try to check out some other places. I went to um, the Docklands, their discount outlet store area. It was really cool. Like, when I heard about it, I kind of had another thought in mind as to how all the shops might be set out. Because when I hear, like, an outlet store or something, I often think that, you know, everything is going to be not messy or anything, but it's not going to look like the regular setup that most that the regular store might look like. You know, you think it's just going to look like, oh, the shirts are all folded in this pile here and the pants are all here or whatever, but they were all fucking brilliant. They just, they all look like the regular store. They just had all the products that were cheap, which is awesome. I was thinking about getting a pair of shoes there, but just nothing really caught my eye, so I just left that one, which is all right. Saved a bit more money because of that. Uh, then I came back into the city of Melbourne had a bit of a look around. Checked out the music stores. The music stores there are really, really cool. Like, <laughs> I did find out on this trip that Melbourne do seem to have better music stores than uh, my experience in Adelaide anyway. Just because the selection there is a bit more extensive and a bit better. But I do need... There's a few more stores in the Adelaide area that I do want to check out. So I'm not writing it off completely yet. Don't get me wrong, but Melbourne are winning in that little margin for me right there. But uh, there's just little things that I didn't like about the trip, but it's all just, you know, dumb shit. That's just such touristy things to say, you know, like no one's in a hurry to like, just to go anywhere really just, it's all just very minor stuff like that. But one thing, and this is a, I can only say my experience from the day, night, like, I can only say my experience from one and a half days of being there. So, just from saying that, I had a very good time, don't get me wrong, but just out of my experience, I have found that I probably prefer spending a bit more time in Adelaide than I would in Melbourne. But I think I just need more time. I would need more time in Melbourne to get to know the right places to go and, you know, know where everything is and all that. Just, yeah. It's a cool atmosphere and everything, but the atmosphere is a bit different in the... Like, it feels different in that fucking everybody smokes there, which is pretty crazy. <coughs> so you're walking through a lot of smoke. And a very congested crowd all the time. Sorry, a bad hiccup. Um, yeah, I'm walking around at like 12 on a Wednesday and a Thursday and it's packed, completely packed. And like Adelaide is never like this packed at peak hour. It was crazy. It's uh, 
really quite impressive, really. It's a testament to the fact that, uh, it's a, a testament to the population of Melbourne more than anything else, I should say. But yeah, there was just little things like that that were really interesting to see the difference in, in the short amount of time that I was there. Uh, then the cattle decapitation show. So, <laughs> uh, after I walked around and then, uh, went to my hotel, dropped my bag off, walked around a bit more, uh, went to the... I did go to the H&M discount outlet and bought a couple kind of party shirts, which was cool. Uh, so I'll be keen to rock those sometime soon, hopefully. I don't know. If not, they just look cool. Um, so yeah, then I came back to my hotel room and I was just going to have a quick power nap, which I did. And then when I woke up, I was just like, man, I don't know how much time I want to wait till I actually head down to... Uh, Richmond, which is where the concert was, which is about, from what I remember, from where I walked from my hotel to the train station, the the train ride from Melbourne to Richmond was like maybe five minutes, if that. So it's not very far away. But this is all stuff that I just didn't know at the time. So... Uh... I got there late, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Sorry, mine just drew a blank there. So, I was like, yeah, I want to go there and I want to catch Cycroptic before cattle play, but just didn't, just because I was lazing around the hotel, just had a power nap, and then my leg wasn't feeling good, so I was just feeling sorry for myself, and I was like, oh man, should I even go? It's like, well, I'm already here, so it'd be stupid if I didn't. So I went, and my god, cattle killed it. One of the best live bands I've ever seen. One of the tightest live bands I've ever seen. And some of the best vocals in the game, hands down. Travis Ryan is a dinosaur. Like, scary, scary good. And he commands a crowd in an insane manner. Just, good God. And they played so many songs that I wanted to hear them play, which was just brilliant. Just... I tend to react a lot when a band starts to play a song that I really like. Just like, I'll throw up like a hand, like just do like a yes, little fist pump when I hear them start to play a song that I like. Because it's like, it kind of envelops you, you know? It kind of gets around and you're like, holy shit, they're playing that. I fucking love this song. They're playing it. It's a very, um, it's a very joyful experience. And I love to have that happen. Uh, he said in the most fucking monotone voice ever, like fucking Rods from Frasier. Um, so then after that, yeah, got a taxi back to the hotel room, crashed that night, got up, walked around Melbourne and then caught the plane home. Then I drove to the uni bar in Adelaide where I saw, uh, let me get this lineup in the correct order, Justice for the Damned, Fit for an Autopsy, Amua, and then Thy Art is Murder. Yeah, that was the order. All killed it. They all killed it. Hands down, killed it. That is a kill. Certified kill. Kill confirmed. Um, all four, such solid bands. Justice for the Damned, I'd never seen them before. I'd never seen Fit for an Autopsy before either. But... I was very curious about Justice for the Dam just because they're Australian. So I was like, that's always cool to see, you know, 
Aussie bands out there touring with American bands and seeing how they hold up compared to them, I guess. And I don't know. Just really cool seeing your country represented in that fashion. And yeah, they're such a cool band. So tight and like just super intense. It was great. There's not really much I can say about Thy Art that I haven't said before, I think. Same with Amua. Fit for an Autopsy really surprised me, though. Because I just, I don't really know any of their stuff. So as soon as they finished up their set, I was just like, man, i got to check their shit out soon. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get into them really soon because their stuff is really intense in a really good way. One thing that did annoy me was that um, just because my leg was all fucked up, I was sitting down for most of the show. So at this table that I was sitting at, I could hear these people talking to each other and this one guy was just like, oh yeah, I just hate on him you any chance I get. Like just talking to his friends and like I didn't, like I felt like a bit of a dick just because I, I could hear it, you know. I didn't say anything to him, don't get me wrong. But sometimes you feel like a dick for eavesdropping or whatever. But all I could think was like, man, I just don't think you get it then. And, like, if you're taking every chance you can to hate on something, you're probably not very happy about something in your own life then, hey. Oh, and one thing I did hear there that really fucking annoyed me was one of the security guards there was talking to this woman that was about a qu- literally a quarter of his size, I would say. Like, I'm not a big dude. I'm not even a strong dude. I'm not even a good grappler, okay? <laughs> but this woman was small enough that I reckon I could probably, if I got my hands under her armpits, I could probably lift her right above my head. I could probably, sh- like, military press her if I wanted to. Very small. And this fucking big fuck-off security guard's coming there and talking to her. They must slightly know each other. But he's just talking about something like, um, oh, man, I wish I was in that pit fucking knocking everybody out. All I could think. And it's so hard not to go down this alley. But when someone that's in that profession, that gets so much hate, says something that kind of almost, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say confirms, but like gives evidence as to why that profession is hated sometimes. That was one of those moments. I was like, fuck man, you can't say that as a fucking security guard. You know, like, that's the reason fucking people hate security guards is because so many of them will have that attitude. And, like, I don't hate them myself. I have a very good relationship with them. I've never had an incident with them. Like, all the ones that I've ever managed to run into are all cool. All the ones that, like... I, one of them gave me his earplugs at Unify, who was awesome. Um, every time I've crowd surfed, security guards always caught me like a child. It was awesome. And, like, I've given him a pat on the back, given him a thumbs up, and I was like, yeah, cool. So my experience with security guards is all well and good. I don't have any preconceived notions or anything. I don't have any hate towards them. But it was just the manner in which this guy said it that really, really irked me. In the sense that it felt like he was trying to say it to kind of look like the big strong guy. Which is dumb because you're meant to be a security guard. People aren't going to fuck with you. And, well, more than likely aren't going to fuck with you, especially at a metal show, because, you know, there are tons of other people there that if anything does happen, people will hold that person back anyway. And, two, it felt like he was doing it to try to impress this woman, and I'm just like, man, that's the fucking... That's the dumbest shit you can do, man. 
Like, man, I fucking just want to go in there and knock all these people out. Like, dude, don't fucking say that. You don't sound cool to anyone, man. Good God. <laughs> I fucking got on my soapbox there. Sorry about that. That just really got me for some reason. Um... So yeah, then I came back, then went to the hospital, and bloody the rest is history. God. The rest you've already heard, I should say. <clears throat> uh, let's have a look. So this week, uh, sorry, today, sorry. I keep saying this week, God damn it. Must be getting pretty tired. <laughs> so today, I've just been um, catching up on a, some few, like some people on YouTube I like to watch and all that. And uh, watching a few things on Netflix here and there. I've been watching a lot of Peep Show. Peep Show is such a good show. Just going back and rewatching that. It's been awesome. And I watched the um, the new Chris Rock special. It's called Tambourine. That's really cool. Um, definitely give that a watch if you're a stand-up fan in general. But especially if you're a Chris Rock fan. He's just... Chris Rock is so interesting as a stand-up comedian to watch. Just because... <clears throat> he's probably the first stand-up comedian that I ever watched. Like, I've not been fortunate enough to see him perform live or anything. I'd be really happy if I did, but I, I'm almost certain he'd never do an Adelaide show. I mean, if fucking cattle decapitation, why would Chris Rock? Boom. Gotcha, cattle. Now do an Adelaide show, you fucks. Um. Uh... Yeah, the new Chris Rock special is really cool. Like, he goes into a lot of real-life stuff and all that. But, yeah, Chris Rock is one of the first comedians that I ever started watching, like, specials of and everything, and he kind of he kind of got me into stand-up. Kind of appreciating it and everything and, like, understanding delivery and how, uh, how you say something is often funnier than what is actually said, like, than the actual words. He's a fucking genius, basically. <laughs> and he talks about a lot of, yeah, interesting things. And there's one thing that he speaks about that I've actually thought about in the past before, but he puts it into words way better than I ever could. And he basically talks about how uh, him and his ex-wife were married for 16 years, and then he talks about how his parents were married for 40. But he says that, no, no, no. Him and his ex-wife married for 16 years was longer than his parents' 40. Because him and his ex-wife were married for 16 years in the era of cell phones. And as soon as he said that, I've gone, I know exactly what he's going to fucking say. Because you're in, when you've got a mobile or a cell phone, but, you know, we're Australian, mobile phone, <laughs> um... You're in an era where you can constantly communicate with other people. And that's basically what he said about that, like that. And then you say everything throughout your whole day. And then when you get home, she's like, you don't want to talk to me. It's like, well, we've already said everything today. And that's something that's always fascinated me since I've started to think about it, which hasn't been that long ago, but I thought about it a lot recently, is that because we have so much constant interaction with each other all the time I wonder what effect that has on people's relationships like not romantic relationships just relationships in general 
you know, friendships, family and all that. Like, I wonder if it has a more positive or negative effect. I would love to say it does have a more positive effect because you're able to share more things more often with each other. And you would like to think that people can understand when you're fucking spamming someone too much and that you don't have to always be in contact with this person all the time if you're going to see them later that night and you fucking live with them, obviously. You would very much like to think that. But it makes me really wonder, like, what is the negative aspect of it? And I think the negative aspect of it can be, like, let's say you live with someone and you talk about everything that happened in that day, you send them everything funny that you saw online throughout the whole day, you send them like a Snapchat and shit of shit that happened the whole day, they know absolutely everything. So then when you go home, like when you both go home to each other, you're, you've both clean slates, there's nothing. So it's like, what the fuck do you do? You've got zero to talk about. There's no substance there to speak about. Does that make sense? I hope it does. <laughs> oh, lordy. Uh. Oh, also, I've been watching a shitload of the Winter Olympics, just to go completely off topic, sorry. Just because I saw it written down on things I wanted to talk about. Winter Olympics are awesome. Fuck, it's so cool. Like, it's interesting watching people do something that might kill them. That's what I've uh, deduced from the whole Winter Olympics scenario. Like, uh, just tonight I was watching the aerials, which are crazy. Then I watched a bit of the skeleton, which is, for those who don't know what the skeleton is, it's basically like if you got a skateboard and you, if you lay down on, like if you wanted to lay down on your stomach with your head facing forward and go down a hill but the hill is a bobsled track. Yeah, you're on a sled, sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, you lie stomach down, face forward, and get pushed through a bobsled track, and you go speeds up to 100 kilometers an hour. That's what the skeleton is. That's fucking terrifying, and it's also fascinating to watch. It is so awesome. I love, I love the skeleton, and I love watching the luge, and hell, I even get into curling if that's on. Like, Winter Olympics, I don't know, there's just something about it that really gets me. The ice hockey, there's not been enough of that on TV. I fucking love hockey, so I take as much opportunity as I can to watch that. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that then. Um, what else have I got? What else have I got that's completely off topic? Oh, friend of mine... Uh, my friend Carmen told me about this place in Japan called Dog and Cat Island, which I wrote down here, which is an island that has dogs and cats on it. How fucking awesome is that? That sounds like the best thing in the world. And that's where I want to live. That's where I'm going to fucking retire and die. That is the gates of heaven right there, right? That's what I've decided. Just like that... <laughs> sometimes someone will tell you a place that exists and that you just had no clue about and you're just like how did I have no idea about this at all and then instantly that is on the list I need to go there one day Ugh. holy shit 31 minutes sorry alright I'm going to get into my album of the week this week 
while I've been thinking about it as well, I think 2018, and and people probably already said it a shitload for uh, 2017, and they were right to do so. 2017 was a great year for it. But I think 2018's shaping up to be a great year for music as well. Like, there's so many amazing releases coming out already. Like, the, there's a new For the Fallen Dreams album that I haven't heard all of yet. There's a new Harm's Way, apparently, which is meant to be really good, that I haven't listened to yet. This band called Thornhill that's just recently um, been signed to Unify Records. They're really good. Their new single is great. I actually saw them open for Architects as well, and they killed that. Um, there's a new... Just while I'm thinking... Just trying to think of all the new releases that I can think of right now before I actually get into the album that I want to recommend. Um, there's a new Wonder Years song that's really, really good. And there's a new Hellion song, which is fantastic, called X. And, yeah, like... I don't know, Hellions can do no wrong. <laughs> They're such a good band, man. They only seem to get better and better and better. They're brilliant. And I love them. Uh, so my album of the week this week, for you to wrap your ears around, is called Swell. Um, it's an album by a band called Tiny Moving Parts. So, for anyone that doesn't know, Tiny Moving Parts are this three-piece band from America who I was very fortunate enough to get put onto uh, about a month ago, I think even less than that, maybe three weeks ago, by my friend Jack. He put me onto them uh, with one of their songs, I think it was him, or my friend Alex, um, with one of their songs called Always Focused, which just has this super intense guitar melody with just this really emotional singing and everything over it, and it just had me hooked. It has this kind of old-school emo vibe while still being kind of modern and pushing forward and, like, pushing down the uh, boundaries, which is really nice. So (laughs) the more I looked into it, I found out Tiny Moving Parts is a three-piece band, just a guitarist who sings, bassist who does backup singing, and a drummer. But they have some of the most technical guitar lines that I've heard in a very long time and the the musicianship is on another level and the fact that so much of it is happening while the guitarist is singing over it is insane and while the other two are doing backups over it as well it's on another level these guys like I feel like it's certain these guys will blow up and I'd like to say that um uh I knew about it first, but I totally didn't. But I think we're just about to see the hype train in the best way possible, though. Uh, So I'll give you a song to listen to. I'll give you a song. Listen to the song Applause. That's a great song. All the songs on this album are great, though. They've got this thing where they kind of can't write a bad song. (laughs) They're so fucking talented, man. And this is something I've been thinking about as well, because this thing's like this kind of comeback has been happening now where there's, you've kind of got this old school emo vibe coming back with that almost pop punk influence, but the guitars and just just the instruments in general are a bit more um, com- complex and just technical. 
So it has me thinking that 10 years ago, all these guys were playing in just straightforward punk bands or emo bands or whatever. And then over the years, they've just become more and more technical and they've become better. And they've taken the roots of what they grew up with and they've expanded on it. And now they're breaking down new ground and merging all these different things together, which I think is great. That's my theory as to why all of this is coming through at the moment. Like, you've got this band called Free Throw who are doing that. Uh, Sorority Noise are doing it too. It's really, really cool. And it makes me really excited for what 2018 has to bring. Uh, so on that note, I'm going to get get wrapping it up. Um, what do I have planned for this week? Man, I'm not sure. I might go see Black Panther. I'm not, if uh, I'm feeling better when I wake up. Not sure. Might go see Lady Bird or something. I'm not even that sure, man. <laughs> I'll probably just relax and do nothing really and just try to recover a bit more and then try to focus on doing something next weekend instead. Then uh, have a bit of a cruisier one this week and just try to get more stuff done here in general. But I'll still have some cool stuff to talk about. Don't get me wrong. All right, I'll talk to you then. <laughs> have a great week, guys.